Welcome back, everybody, to the Small Council, where we discuss everything of uh, A Song of Ice and Fire by Simon. Um, tonight uh, will be a bit of a quicker show, um, but uh, we're just going to be going over the Iowa Primer Tournament uh, and the you know how uh, the results came in. And tonight we have uh, the top two players. Uh, we have with us Jake and myself. Uh, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. You know, and, you know. And being here with us to kind of discuss everything. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So, uh, just give everyone a rundown of the show. You know, I I know this is probably getting a little repetitive at this point, but you never know when you get new listeners and uh, you know those that might not have heard some of the other shows. So, we do this show live so that way you guys can call in uh, if you feel like you want to you know give some input or just you know talk to some of the guests. Uh, especially when we start getting on, you know, some higher-profile guests on here. Uh, but for those that can't make it, I know we have a lot of listeners from, you know, overseas and whatnot. Uh, we do – the show is recorded, and you can listen to it on Google Play, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio, uh, and TuneIn. I believe that's everything so far, but uh, we're pretty much, you know, on most of all the platforms. You'll be able to find us one way or another. Um, any uh, suggestions you guys have or comments, concerns, make sure to just find one of our posts or even go to our page and, uh, you know, comment there. And we're happy to, you know, listen to any uh, criticism and go, you know, go from there and try to improve, you know, because we do this for you guys. Um, we just want there to be more content for you guys to listen to and, um, you know, just, uh, Remember to support us and help us out by commenting. So I already kind of gave you the rundown of what we're talking about, but uh, I'm going to kind of let Jake take it away. He's going to, you know, go over his list and who he play, uh, faced against and um, and give you guys kind of an idea of uh, how the tournament went down. So uh, I'll let uh, Jake take it away. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, well, the tournament was this past Sunday at the uh, local game store here in Davenport, Iowa. Um, so it was total there. Started off with uh, Dance with Dragons. I believe that was my first one. Uh, versus Justin, actually. And I used a Tolly list on that one. Uh had Tolly in my great axes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cavaliers, Storm Shields, and Stark Pot Riders. MCUs, I used uh, Eddard, Sansa Stark, and Tycho. Um, thankfully, I was able to stay alive with all the heals between Tolly and Tycho and uh, pull out a victory on that one. It was a it was a fun match, and it was a good game against Justin. Um, second one was going through was Game of Thrones, and that was against David. I used Eddard's Honor Guard, Eddard's Honor Guard as my main list on that one. And that one, <clears throat> pardon me, guys, I'm a little under the weather right now. Um, at Eddard Honor Guard, Stark Bowman. At uh, Umber Berserkers with Sword Captain, Stark Sword Swords, Hot Riders. I used Sans and Caitlin for my NCUs on that one. Uh, took a pretty quick and thorough beating from David on that one, but it was still a fun game and a good learning experience. Uh, then the third and final game was Fire and Blood, and I went back to my Tolly list on that one. Um, Justin was using neutrals, 
David was using Stark, so that was Stark on Stark. And the last game was uh, against a local opponent, and he was using Night's Watch. That was a, a good game. It's the first time I faced a Night's Watch, and it was interesting to play that one. Uh, didn't realize how much heals and, and defense and damage they could do. So that was that was a, game, a good game, but it ended up with the victory at the end. Uh, Tournament-wise, I went 2-0, so I was very 2-1. Excuse me. Very happy with that. And it was just a good day. A lot of learning and just fun. Anything else I can try to answer for you guys? Uh, what are uh, what are like some some highlights and important moments that you may or may not have had throughout the three games? Uh, I think some of the highlights was just recently the game started clicking with me and just being able to put some combos together. Um, Shout out to Craig, who you guys have had on uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe, or about a month ago, I suppose it was. Um, he's uh, one of my local guys and a good friend that we play against. He's taught me a lot. And just we got into some practice games Friday night, so that was helping me. And just the more I play, the more it clicks. Uh, some highlight Sunday was being able to take all the damage with my totally list and then heal him right back up. Uh, with Tycho as necessary, or uh, just with Tolly himself, and then Eddard, uh, that combo was able to keep my guys alive, and it was a it was a good combo to use, and a lot of luck with the dice. You know, the dice gods shown happy on me for a few games, and not so happy on a on a couple, and some disorderly charges that were devastating to face, but part of the game, so it was part of the fun. Uh, I do appreciate, and I liked uh, both games, or actually all three games. Uh, still somewhat consider myself a newer player, so uh, if I made a wrong move or I played a wrong, something wrong, I was able to be corrected, and it was a fun, friendly manner, and just a lot of learning and just improving my overall game of uh, Song of Ice and Fire. There's really no low points. It was just a great day all around. I agree. I had a good time with it, too. Uh I know both my game against you and then a lot of David's games, Barris was, he was not happy that day. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. Yeah, Barris was not hot. And actually, uh, Matt, the Night's Watch player, he had Barris as well. And I think both games for you, uh, uh, Justin and Matt, Barris only hit one out of out of four. So <laughs> yep, David too. Well. <laughs> yeah, that was mine and your game. Oh, man. Uh, Barris only got one. And so, uh, that is, that's yeah, the worst that that uh, just quickly, uh, for those that, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to quickly, for those that, uh, didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, we had, uh, Craig on, um, who, uh, took second place at the Indianapolis, uh, primer. Um, and he was actually, uh, 3-0 and as well. He just had a few less victory points than uh, Brett. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, the Craig that Jake is talking about. Um, so if you guys haven't listened to that, definitely go check it out because there's a lot of good insight um, for, uh, you know, tournament play on that episode as well. But yeah, sorry, go ahead, Jake. I was just going to say the game uh, against you, David. The Rolling those ones on disorderly charges and, and failing all those panic tests was just crushing me. I mean, straight up, you outplayed me. I'll, I'll 
not going to lie, but it was just having those bad dice on top of all. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I couldn't catch a break on that one. Must have felt like yeah. Bears for those. Yeah, every game like, would be uh, <laughs> I feel like the game would have been much, much closer had uh, you been able to make those charges. And, I mean, as a Stark player, I mean, I was Starks as well and didn't have any, like, vicious or anything. And you were feeling way more panics than you should have been, you know, on average. So that definitely, you know, played a factor. Yeah, that's what I enjoy about the game, though. I mean, you play more than I do. I would give you the edge for sure on strategy and skill-wise, but then somebody like me, I can still have a chance because it, it comes down to the dice sometimes. It just weren't in my yep. favor in that game. And uh, just in the game you and I played and the game Matt and I played, I had some pretty good dice rolls. So that's I enjoy it because it's strategy, and then at the same time it's it's total luck of the dice. And what you thought was a good plan could all of a sudden go to – all the hand basket. That's basically all my plans. <laughs> Jake, I, I was going to ask you yep. what's what's your what's your background look like as far as miniature games and stuff like that as a whole. Um, this is I played one uh, friendly local game, of Age of Sigmar. Other than that, this is the only uh, tabletop game I've ever really played. I started painting miniatures about three years ago. Uh, okay. A buddy of mine got me into that, and I just enjoyed it. And it kind of went from, oh, that model's cool looking, to that model's cool. And then, oh, that's a whole army. And then I started painting for some other people. And then I uh, went to Adepticon two years in a row. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it this year, but went there for the painting classes. And then the swag bag was the A Song of Ice and Fire starter box. You know, my initial thought was, oh, wow, look at all these miniatures I can paint. And then on our local uh, wargaming, I, I should let me back up. I should say I did do a little bit of Blood Bowl, so I do have that. Uh, but on our local Facebook page for our game store for uh, tabletop game, uh, actually Craig had mentioned something about St. Craig we were talking about, uh, the Song of Ice and Fire, and I just answered like, hey, yeah, I'd like to try that sometime. And we started, and then I got about, I don't know, maybe 25 games in with him, 30 games over the last eight months. Uh, got together with a couple of the other local guys he plays with, got a few games in. Uh, to be honest, this this tourney, uh, I've played five people now, and three of those were at the tourney. The other two were just guys I played local here. So I, I was not saying I'm skillful or anything. Again, the dice was there. I'm not a horrible player, but I don't have the background in the actual playing of the games. I just like painting the miniatures, and that's what started it all. So this is just a a good combo that it's they're great miniatures to paint, and it's a fun game to play. Sure. Yeah, no, that's that's exciting to hear that you know someone who's like newer to miniatures as a whole. You know, for example, you you, you placed really well. I mean, you got second, so that's that's super exciting to hear. Um, so I I, I like that. So I was just, I was just curious as well. Yeah, no, I want to jump up and down like a little kid, but I probably would have hit my head on the ceiling. So I said, "Oh, he absolutely <laughs> would have." He's very tall. <laughs> no, I was very happy with the results. I will say that, especially going from the the end attorney a month ago, where I blanked it, I was zero and three, and then to come back the uh, two and one, I was 
extremely happy with that. Yeah. Got your revenge. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely a hard-fought uh, weekend and definitely a lot of fun. And uh, me and Justin uh, came from uh, a little bit of ways, but it was definitely worth the trip. Um, I guess I can go over uh, my rounds, I suppose. Uh, so I ended up taking first. Um but I ended up facing uh, a lot of good players. Uh, Justin, Jake, and Craig were my three opponents. Um, so first round, uh, I think this was just uh, my chance to get revenge. I faced, I got matched up with Craig again. Um, I actually faced Craig first round at Indy, and we played Clash Kings, and I was not ready for that mission. I because of paramedic class, I don't get to play as much as I would like. And ever since Clash got changed, I had, like, one game under my belt. And I, um, you know, I just, I forgot all about the fact that the units can come on anywhere, in, you know, within long range, and they come unactivated. So I over-moved my units. And then Craig, who had, you know, all cavalry, just uh, charged in and, really uh, put some hurting on my units. But so he ended up beating me that game 10 to 9. So I ended up getting a little revenge uh, with our first match. Uh, we ended up going into, I want to say, round 5 at 9 and 9, so we're neck and neck. But uh, he was pretty beat up, uh, and I was able to take out his last unit and score another four points to make it 13 uh, 9. Uh, for the win, um, but it was definitely a hard-fought battle throughout the whole thing. I had uh, my main list, which I used all three games, so I'll just um, give that list, which is, I, I've given it out quite a bit, but for those that haven't seen it, it's um, Great Axes with uh, Blackfish Commander, uh, Berserkers with Hodor, Berserkers with Rickon and Osha, Berserkers with Mira, uh Shaggy and uh, Summer, and then Catelyn and Varys. So there is two slightly, uh, two small changes from uh, Indianapolis, which is I took Hodor used to be in a unit of Great Axes. I took them out. I still think they have their place and they're still good, uh, but I just like Berserkers better. I do like uh, Blackfish in Great Axes still. He makes them very survivable so that you can get those engaged swings off. Uh, and then I swapped out Eddard for Varus again. Now that he's back down to four points, I think he definitely has his, uh, you know, place. And uh, so, yeah, those are the only two real changes. But that was my list against uh, Craig. And, man, let me try to think what Craig's list was. He had a Blackfish list as well. Uh, he had Blackfish and Berserkers, which I still think is a really good option. You know, that two-up morale, uh, making them practically – you know, immune to any morale out there. Uh, even if you have, like, Vicious or something, the chances are you're still going to be passing almost all of them, meaning they're going to only be taking damage from actual physical dice. And not only that, because they're auto-passing, they get one guy back. So it's only physical dice minus one, essentially. So it's a really powerful combo. I just like uh, Blackfish and uh, Great Axes a bit more. Um, but so he had that. He had a unit of Tully Cavaliers. He had, 
a unit of sworn shields uh, with no attachment. Man, what else? Uh, MCUs were Sansa, Catelyn, and uh, I can't remember. I, I'm pretty positive he had three MCUs. I just can't remember the last one. Uh, oh, it was uh, was it Eddard? I'm not sure. Jake, do you happen to remember? Uh, yeah, I Prince believe it was. Little? I believe it was Eddard. Okay. Does is it you or him that has the cool Tully uh, tokens to represent Eddard's three orders? Because I distinctly remember that. That's, uh, and if afraid that's, he had the. Then yes, he definitely had uh, Eddard. Oh, um, Craig's actually messaging me now. How convenient, Craig. Uh, he said <laughs> Eddard, Tycho, Sansa, um, which makes sense actually. Yeah, now that I thought of it, think of it, he used Tycho. Uh, I got his sword and shields down really low, and I was like, all right, awesome. But then he was able to Tycho him back up. Uh, he used, I believe, all five <laughs> wounds on them and uh, made them survive quite a bit longer. Um, so let's see. So the Berserkers and Blackfish, um, Tully Sworn Shields and Tully Cavaliers. Um, I'll wait to see if uh, Craig uh, can fill me in on the rest of that list. Anyways, it was a really hard-fought uh, game. He got off to a, an early lead. Uh, I think it ended up being like 4-1, to one, and, then it was, and he stayed up like 2 or 3 points for a couple rounds. And then it was towards the end... Uh, where I started getting a lot of my points back. I was able to get a couple extra points because uh, my Blackfish was able to take one of the objectives for a little while. Um, and I was luckily able to keep his Blackfish off of it because in Dance, that's a very scary unit to have on an objective. Blackfish and Berserkers, when the only way you can take that objective from him is a failed panic or kill him. So the fact that he has a two up, means once he has it, you're probably going to have to kill him. And if he has Tycho and Eddard and, you know, taking the uh, money bags, like, you're, you know, he's almost guaranteed to have that two points every round. So it's definitely something to consider uh, that definitely has its advantages over Blackfish with Great Axes. Um, all right, so let's see. Outriders. So he has Outriders, uh, Tully Sworn Shields with no attachment, uh, berserkers with Blackfish and Cavaliers. So, yeah, it and the Outriders were, I think, like MVP of the game. Uh, I initially wanted to make them like my first unit to kill, but he grabbed uh, the shutoff MCU objective right before uh, Blackfish could grab it, my Blackfish, and the Outriders were the last to die in the whole game, and they died, you know, at the very, uh, very last round that we played. Uh, they, I just could not kill him. Um, he was able to either heal him or do something to really prevent me from finishing him off multiple times. And he was able to shut off my Varus for the entirety of the game. Um, I Had I known in hindsight, I could have used Varus like once or twice, but uh, I really thought I was going to be able to get that token before he was, or at least he, even if he took it, I was going to be able to steal it away. But no, he was able to hold it the whole game. I was able to knock it off of him with a crown zap. Then he just picked it right back up before Varus could fire again. So uh, he effectively made my Varus useless all game, other than the fact that I could still claim his own. But yeah, it was definitely a very fun game. Um, you know, 
it was kind of my little bit of a revenge or comeback, I guess, for uh, the win Craig got against me at uh, Indy. So uh, we'll see how the next one goes. Um, and then second round, uh, I played Jake. Uh, it's definitely a fun game. Uh, like Jake was saying, the roles were definitely, mine were, I would say, above average. His were below average. And then certain important roles just went really bad for him. I think you disordered lead like three times. Uh, yeah. You grabbed the mail. You grabbed the mail a bunch, and you had like an eight-card hand, and you couldn't play anything because you kept getting all these disorderlies, uh, and it just—I think that hurt you as well. You weren't able to really take advantage of your tactics cards, um, and then on top of that, like you're saying, your panic tests—you—I think you failed like half of all of them, which, you yeah. know. To, to some, that might not sound like an insane amount. When you're Starks and you have a unit of Berserkers and you have above-average morale, half is actually quite a lot. Um, and it wasn't... It was almost never uh, only a one on the D, D3. It was almost always at least a two or a three, so he was taking three to four wounds, and that was definitely not helping. Um, so that game... Well, then- pretty much nerf sans as well because I couldn't pull any cards because I couldn't play any. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. I constantly was looking for your discard policy to see what Sansa could do, and um, it ended up being, you know, nothing for a while. And by the time you had a couple cards in there, I was able to take uh, the shutoff NCU because it was Game of Thrones with, uh, I think it was Summer, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to shut off Sansa for now because... You know, I don't know when you're going to be able to get those cards out of your hand, and I don't want you to be able to reuse one. So, um, so yeah, it ended up being kind of a lopsided game, but unfortunately that kind of is what happens when you the dice kind of decide it for you in a lot of cases. Um, as you said, I know the dice wasn't, like, the only factor in the game, but a lot of times uh, it can be a huge one. And I think uh, in our no, game it definitely, uh, yeah, I think in our game it definitely made a big uh, impact. Um, so, yeah, so the first game against Craig was Dance of Dragons. Uh, uh, second game against Jake was um, uh, a Game of Thrones. Then last game uh, I ended up playing, uh, because there was, uh, it w- wasn't like a ton of people um, in the way the tiebreakers fell. I was the only undefeated. And the next two highest uh on the uh, out of all the people were Jake and Craig. So I got like triply paired down um to Justin, which we were all kind of surprised. Oh what a shame. We were trying to like we were trying to figure out who I would face and uh you know it just so happens I would have to face Justin who I you know rode with and that we face all the time. So Yeah he but walked home by the way. Is. Yeah. <laughs> So I played Justin, and uh, I mean, from the get-go, it was looking really bad for you. Uh, (laughs) Isn't that always the case? (laughs) Yeah. In most of our games, it's almost always the case that, like, I get a huge lead right away, and things are just going really bad in all cases. Like, my dice, his dice, like, everything, our tactics card draws, like... um, it was going bad quick, and but by the end of the game, uh, we uh, we ended the game, and I got two really lucky uh, kills back to back because it was what 
you were up still. I think it was uh, four yeah, to three. Yeah, it was four to three. And then I got a – it was fire and blood, and I had my marked unit kill your marked unit, and then that same marked unit got a free sudden charge to kill another marked unit for eight points all in two activations. It was so um, lucky, and he wouldn't have killed that first unit if his dog didn't do eight damage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Summer Summer, Summer killed because uh, he had a reaction. Um are you talking about when Summer had the reaction or Shaggy? Yeah, when Shaggy I killed, could only kill six. When I killed Bra- or when I killed Brandon Hodor and then Shaggy's like oh, yeah. or not Shaggy, Summer was like That's <laughs> 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 exactly what happened. Yeah. And Ramsey's like, Oh no <laughs> Yep, uh so Shaggy did uh Brand's protector and charged in and he got the two extra dice for four dice, killed four cutthroats, and then he failed his panic and uh did he kill Ramsey, right? But then no, he took him down to four. Oh jeez. Oh, okay, yeah, and then was able to kill him, Ramsey off, and then even Shaggy. Uh, you were able to kill Summer with some bastard girls, but then Shaggy came up the other side of the board, and I think he ended up killing six. Uh, he charged uh, into bastard girls, I think it was. And uh, I think I only had was like, it? two left. Yeah, I think I only had two left because I was holding the line against great axes like a like a like a smart person. Six up safe. Haha. <laughs> Ignore that great axe. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't think the great axes swung at you once. <laughs> at they least did not. Uh, but not I weakened the, them, so well, you only killed the... like two. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Was it because I charged you or you charged me? I charged you, but I weakened you, and you were trying the whole round to get your weakened token off, and you never ended up. You just took the panic token off and said, I think you were anticipating like our blades are sharp or something, which I never got. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> well, that and, you know, my, me having uh, a bunch of attacks, you know, uh, with no real ability because you have a six up save, I think I'd rather just take away that panic, you know. No, for sure. My. My four up with your vicious six up and you have a panic on me makes it that much more likely you can punch out a lot more damage. But, uh, but yeah, so by the end of the game, though, after we scored it up and I ended up having 11 to four, we decided to play it out, you know, to see a what if had I not killed that last unit. Um, had you not gotten sudden and, charge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Had I not had sudden charge and killed the second unit with my marked unit, or his second marked unit with my marked unit. Uh, so I would have had seven points at that point because I wouldn't have had the other four. Um, he, we played it out, and it was going to be like anyone's game at that point had I not had sudden charge. Because I had Cruel Methods and Blades are Sharp in my hand, so I would have absolutely killed four Berserkers with Black Bastards Girls on Cruel Methods, and then I would have possibly been able to charge into the, or should have been able to charge into the side of Blackfish and averagely may have killed him. Yeah. So and your list <laughs> Yeah. And your list was uh you had Ramsey and Cutthroats, uh, yeah. uh two, two bastard girls with, with uh uh a Stormcrow with Lieutenant and a vanilla cutthroat. Nope, it was like, a uh, cutthroat lieutenant as well. I oh, had four they, lieutenants. Every single Yep. Oh, okay, so every every um unit had a, an attachment in it. Yep. Okay, and then your NCUs were Peter and Ferris? Yep. And then our game, I had how many of my Ferris tokens went off? Two, I think. Two? Out of four, and then I had 
I think I had four out of four, which was nice. I might have failed yeah. one. I don't so, remember. <laughs> <clears throat> so I was able to get out of three games a total of three Varus tokens. Granted, the first game I didn't even really get a chance to attempt it because he was shut off. But yeah, that definitely hurt. Uh, I still think Varus is really good. It just you know it's one of those things you know you you take Varus, you take on the chance that you're going to roll bad with his. Uh, tokens um well you have great luck everywhere but, else so i guess with bears yeah keep it. just <laughs> i was fortunate for that on my bears was not effective no <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad yeah for me varus especially at only four points now varus is like too good uh as a counter I don't, I don't know if I'd say too good as a counter but yeah be careful with those words really good really good as a counter to uh walter so if you have a unit like mine, like Berserkers, or sorry, uh, Great Axes of Blackfish, being able to shut off not only the heal when you pass the morale, shutting off the plus two morale, shutting off uh, the Great Axes no save ability, just shutting all those things. Are you shutting off uh, Tully uh, affiliation, which will factor uh, what my tax cards will do? Because if you didn't notice, when I was mentioning my list, there's only one Tully unit and that's because Tully gives the affiliation. So the only unit that can get my extra effects is Blackfish. So you have Walder, and you shut that unit down, and it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a big, uh, uh, you know, minus to my army. So Varus definitely helps in that regard, because if I can shut off your five-point unit with my four-point unit, I'm, I'm going to do it every time I can. But, uh, yeah, so that was my three rounds. Um, ended up going 3-0 and with, I think, like 40 victory points or something. So it was definitely a very fun tournament. And uh, thank you to uh, uh, Martin for uh, running it. He's been running pretty much all of the uh, primers, and, you know, he's been driving out, you know, far distances to get it going. I know some people had some... Uh, concerns about that like all the primers are in the midwest but just remember um you don't have to have martin you know running the primer you can you know he has his tournament packet up there that uh for uh DeptCon that you can use as a reference and you can make your own primer uh wherever you live uh just as a way to practice uh the missions so uh the one thing he's been saying uh keep in mind that the missions uh, are not set in stone, but like the outline of the tournament is how it's going to be. So, um, so just keep that in mind. So if you see the three or four different missions that are on there for a particular tournament, just know that those uh, missions can change. Um, so, but thank you again to Martin, who definitely has been doing a ton for the community. Uh, he helps out uh, in so many ways. Uh, and if you ever met him, you would you'd be able to tell he's such a genuine guy. Super cool guy. Very nice. Yep. So, um, but yeah, uh, I think next week is actually the Wisconsin uh, primer. I don't believe Martin is running that one. Uh, but if you guys can, you know, look that one up, uh, definitely read uh, a lot of the, they have a, a couple of their own specialized rules uh, in the 
description. So definitely read through it uh, just so there's no confusion. Um, but there's definitely there's a primer up in Wisconsin, which I think already has like 20 people either going or interested. So definitely check that one out if uh, you're looking to get a primer in. Because um, I believe Adepticon's only, what, four weeks away or so? So it's coming up fast. Uh, and you definitely need to get your uh, games in with how many changes have been going on. So, uh, yeah, I think that kind of covers the, you know, the rounds and whatnot. Uh, Justin, um, we're gonna, uh, we'll have uh, you kind of give your thoughts on how you felt the tournament went, you know, just like just how it was structured and, you know, the location and just your thoughts. Uh, I mean, the location was really cool. It's a uh, games plus one, right, Jake? Yep, yep. Uh, it was way bigger than I thought it was looking on it from the outside. The inside's huge. It's really nice. Anyways, that aside, I'm just being weird. Um, it was kind of <laughs> nice to see everyone. Like David said, it was a smaller tournament, but it was really nice to see everybody at least have one victory. Uh, this guy did get dead last. It was pretty great. Victory points. Uh, what, what, three <laughs> of us? No, four of us tied for uh, last place technically with uh, one one win, two losses. So everyone at least won a game. Uh, David basically screwed me out of points, so that's why I got last. <laughs> Thanks, David. I lost by one point. <laughs> but yeah. that's okay. I I don't I don't I just go to support. I don't actually expect to win. I'd probably you know play Starks if I wanted to win. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, neutrals. It's getting harder. I I I can say. Um, so I played Jake at the Indie Primer. Um, and I feel like this is important to know. Um, yeah, so I did actually do really good against him, but he had never faced neutrals before. So I've come to realize, and this is what I told him, and he took my advice, probably shouldn't have given, (laughs) uh, but it's neutrals have, are seemingly very easy to counter. I've noticed all you have to do. And this is like, all I told Jake was just take the mail, just always take the mail. And it completely hamstrings my army. It's like, it's not obviously I'm going to auto-lose, because I still did fairly well against David, and I did really well against a Lannister player, to my surprise. Um, but taking the mail takes away eight of my uh, Tactics card's main abilities, and then obviously stops me from getting tokens and cards, which everything in the neutral deck is just a toolbox to make your okay units amazing. Um, so that was... He he took my advice. He took it every time. I think I got it like once yeah, that game, I, and I was quite sad. I appreciate that advice. That was very very kind. It it hurts, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I wanted to note one thing that was really interesting to me. Um, my Ramsey never did as good as he did against the Lancer player in my entire time playing this game. Couple hundred games probably. Ramsey was popping off. I probably got like upwards of 24 wounds just off of his ability to make someone else in- take a panic test when someone engaged with him fails one. It was nuts. Every time I turned around, he's just whapping four more guardsmen from a different unit because they didn't have a guard captain <laughs> or... Um, I mean, I got lucky there were like some Stormcrow mercenaries, so I was like, yeah, panic those guys. And then they just get whapped too, so it was pretty nice. Um, Ramsey definitely pulled his weight out. My poor Stormcrow mercenaries did nothing, literally, like the entire game until the last round of my last game. All they did was hold objectives, which is fine. I'm not upset about that. They never attacked anyone until I charged Tully 
with Great Axes with Dave. And they didn't. So the whole game, I'm whapping at these Great Axes, doing no damage, essentially. And then out of nowhere, here comes my Storm Crows. And they did, like, eight <laughs> wounds. <laughs> Just, like, destroyed the unit almost. I was like, oh, my God. It was yep. pretty ridiculous. I don't even know how it happened. I mean, I had Sundering on, obviously, but it just, everything worked out perfectly there. I think even David was surprised. Oh, yeah, because I think you attacked him like five times in a row between Best Girls and Cutthroats, and I yep. ended that entire round with only like one guy gone after all my mm-hmm. healing and past saves. And then here comes, you know, your cheapest unit and weakest unit in your list, <laughs> and they wipe out, you know, I think it was I think it was seven guys, but it brought me down to only four or something like that. Yeah. Because I had one guy missing. Um It was very surprising. <laughs> so that's where, you know, it started to like change a bit, you know, because I even though I was down a point, I felt pretty comfortable with the way what units were left. Um, but after you made that charge, I was like, uh, now I'm gonna have to, you know, change up gears here and <laughs> you know, play, I guess, a lot more serious. Oh, he wasn't playing serious before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was playing now. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to go home now. <laughs> Poor neutral play over here. got to make him feel good. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So that made me feel good. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go back to crying about Flademan now. I'll talk to you guys later. So, yeah, so I agree. The location was awesome. It was, like, really big. So I think I counted up all the tables if we were, like, pushing together and put, uh, um, like, mats side by side and it came out to be like uh 18 mats so you could have like 36 people uh like a 36 person tournament <clears throat> which is awesome you know being able I guess to we know what we're shooting people. for up there I might drive up every now and again to get a game in it's only a 2 hour drive for me so it's not horrendous yeah it's kind of the show. yeah we'll get to get Yeah, it wasn't so bad for me just because I stayed at your place, but three and a half hours is a bit for anything other than, like, a tournament, <laughs> like an all-day thing. Truth. But, uh, but yeah, um, so I guess lastly, you know, we'll finish off the show by just kind of discussing uh, our, you know, how we felt the tournament went uh, as far as, you know, what was seen, what wasn't seen, um, you know, between units and factions and uh, how well certain things performed and what we might, uh, you know, have to watch out for and at Adepticon. Um, I'll let uh, Jake how you take, uh, take away with it. Yeah, my phone only cut out there, David. One more time, I apologize. Sorry, what was that? Sorry, you're kind of muffled. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you're really far away. There might be a problem with your phone or something. You guys hear me now? I'm having some phone issues. Yep. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there, but my phone totally just cut out on. So I I did not hear what you said, David. I apologize. Oh, I was just saying. Uh, so we're just gonna kind of wrap up the show with talking about, uh, you know, how we felt that you know the day went. Um, you know what uh, we saw, like units and factions, um, how well they performed. Uh, you know, what to kind of keep an eye out for, for like Adepticon and just, uh, you know, something for like the people that can't make it out to gotcha. tournaments, uh, something they might want to uh, um, expect at uh, Adepticon. Well, I my take on it was, uh, it was it was a great day. It was fun. I wish more people would have been there, but it was still a good time with just who was there. Uh, Stark was the big winner. First, second, and third were all Stark players, so something to be said about that, I guess. The maneuverability, the saves, and the overall just damage they can do, I think is probably one of the better factions, but that's only because that's all I've played. I've not tried anyone else. Um, Justin is neutrals. Honestly, still had me scared uh, from the way he stomped me in the, in the indie. And Jason Knight's watch, uh, I guess what I didn't say it was I had I ended up winning that one fourteen to eight, I believe it was the final. But I had my great axes with blackfish and my cavaliers the great axes in the rear and the calves in the front of his veterans and with Amon Amon and um, his cards he was able to survive two and a half rounds of charges and engaged attacks. Um, that was the first time playing Night's Watch. That was, to me, that was impressive. Uh, they're going to be a hard list to beat. Um, it just, again, the dice went my way on that one, and uh, it was just an overall fun game to play on that one, and just something I hadn't seen before. So Night's Watch are, in my opinion, a, a tough faction as well. How did you get great axes in the rear of vets? <laughs> uh, just... <laughs> Away, you know, I had him in the middle, and that's all he was down to was that unit. So I was able to oh. basically I I saved my swift advance, and then I got a free maneuver, and then just was able to get him over there surprisingly because they're normally way away from the fight because they're so slow. That's actually one thing I think should be noted about this tournament. Um, Great axes got a big change. We didn't see any flayed men, but we saw. Fair amount of great axes, I think two, um, and both times I faced both of those lists, the great axes were not once hindered from getting where they needed to go. If there's one faction that can get a slow unit where they want them, it's definitely Starks. Jake was able to get Blackfish on the objective he wanted, helped him out tremendously. David was able to get his great axes right in my face and forced me to charge them. Basically, it was charge them or get Bastards Girls charged by them, which is equally as yeah. bad as Executioner's Fury. Um, so, I mean, well, think about the sword shields in there too. I mean, they've got the same movement, so oh, they just keep those two plotting along, and you, it you works know, pretty much. Your flank protected. Yeah, I don't think we'll see. Uh, I think the the nerf to them may have actually had the intended uh, or the desired intentions. Um, it makes it to where they're not being spammed, but they're using they're being used right, and they're killing things slower but they're still killing them and they're doing what they're supposed to. They're just not being spammed because of how good they were. I, I'd agree with that. 
Well, you just stole my thunder because I was going to ask you about Flavin, of why you didn't have him in your list. And if you whoa, whoa, whoa! It, I didn't say they weren't in a list. <laughs> I just said I didn't well, use them. You should have seen my second list. list. <laughs> my second list may have been not by my choice. David convinced me. May have been Roos, Tycho, and Four Flademan. I am certain that would have lost, though. So I didn't. Well, I'm disappointed that you didn't use it. I think you would have gotten first with that. I think I would have gotten destroyed. Hey, I got bitches for this turn. I don't know. It might have been okay. Roos would have been actually incredibly invaluable against David. I very much wish I had Roos against David. But he convinced me to bring a horsey list. That's I think uh, the Flakeman list would have been good against me. I don't know. Nah, I disagree. <laughs> Sundering was way better against you. True. Did you guys see any uh, free-form players over there? Negative Ghost Trader. No, what about Baratheons uh, or, uh, or uh, Targaryens? Also a hot negative. Yeah, I believe it was so, uh, Starks. Lannisters, Night's Watch, neutrals. And neutrals, yep. Our local group here, we had a couple guys that couldn't make it. They they run free folk and um, Baratheons as well, but there's some they they had to work so they couldn't make it. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, I'm always curious just because you know I you know one just to see what people are playing, but two I. You know, I, I like to see a variety of stuff, you know, whether it's casual or competitive play. Like having a nice variety of people play different stuff is always fun. So. Oh, definitely. But all these Stark players in the world <laughs> ruin it for the rest of us. Hey, you get a free starter uh, box. Why not use it? I don't blame you, Jake. <laughs> I blame the rest. Better to pick them than Lannisters, though. I like Lannisters, okay? I just don't I play them. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, let's see. I think slower units definitely have a place uh, as far as, like, great axes. I'm in the boat that I think uh, great axes at 4-inch movement just makes them a, a good 7-point option. Uh, at 5-inch movement, it makes them a really strong 7-point option. So I don't really feel like either option or either choice is wrong because uh, they still are within their points bracket at that. Um, sworn shields are definitely, you know, at six points. Sworn, you know, no shit, super, yeah. yeah, super useful. Uh, it, I guess it just depends, depends on your play style, but them grabbing an objective uh can be pretty crazy tough to get them off of it if you don't have some sort of panic, uh, you know, vicious or some way to make them, especially like dance or, uh, uh, what is it, Feast for Crows. So I think uh, we'll be seeing a lot of Starks. One thing to watch out for is the Free Folk. I know we didn't have any at this tournament, but Free Folk with their changes are going to be pretty nuts. Uh, though, again, I still don't think, like, you're going to see a lot of people just kind of jump onto that ship because uh, I feel like the factions are evenly, uh, are close enough in strength that people would rather 
play to their strengths than jump ship for some other faction that they feel is clearly stronger than every other faction, which I don't really think is the case. But, um, yeah, I think... uh, Neutrals might have a hard time um, with flayed men uh, getting their bit of a nerf. I feel like uh, flayed men were kind of the anchor for the for them. Though without them, you know, Justin plays them pretty good. Uh, but I attempt to at least. Sometimes it's not the know, case. It, sometimes it is. <laughs> if you're able to play an all cutthroat and bastard girls list. Uh, it's definitely still viable and still very strong, but it's not very forgiving. So you really have to know what you're doing or else, you know, yeah. a small mistake could really wreck your force. Cause I mean, your entire list is five up, six up, uh, uh, saves and you have a morale of seven up and five up with no good way to increase it. Um, you know, I guess you could have Braun, but now with Stormcrow Lieutenants, it's just a better bank for your buck to have two of them in two different uh, units. So Sundering is certainly worth more than one dice. Easily trade that. The movement that morale is not yeah. from Braun, but... But a lot of times you want them in the best girls who already have a 5-up. So mm. the morale isn't so amazing. And the movement... Nope. Movement's nice, but... It's not something that you're making your decision over, I don't think. No, but, and with um, Bastards Girls, just like you said, they're able to get where they need to go because they get that two-inch shift. Yep. So, now, if only Neutrals had something like Alistair, uh, or Alistair, however you say his name, from Baratheons, to be able to just swap spots, and then basically oh, sure that you have... Yeah, if you had him or someone like him... Ensuring that you could have the money like five rounds of the game is pretty powerful. Peter almost fills that spot. Peter is very strong. Um, I I definitely have never had a problem using him. Because especially yeah, like, you know, tough. round three where you want that attack in the beginning because everyone wants that attack round three when everyone's engaged. You just Peter the money, turns everybody on, and then boom, you're swinging. Yep, and so the upside of Peter is he's a lot more flexible and a lot more, uh, he can do a lot more things. His only real downside is that um, if your opponent wants to take the on their turn the money first turn, as a first action, it you can't really stop it. Whereas uh, Florent, he, uh, he gives you that security knowing that you're going to automatically be able to do it but he has a lot less flexibility. I will say um, with my list, even if uh, no one really did, because I guess it wasn't all that necessary. Yeah. It's nice to shut down someone's attachments when you know that all you have to do is take the money. Um, But even if you were to, my list would still be swinging really hard. So I wasn't necessarily reliant on the money bag. It definitely buffed me, but I only actually had three points in attachments because the storm crows were free. Um, so, worst case scenario, I lose three points for the round, you know. Uh, I think that's not horrible, and if that lets me take, like, the free attack or the mail instead, um, I, get, I can live with it, you know. Yeah. Though, I think uh, if you start seeing a lot more Stormcrow lieutenants, like, 
sprinkled throughout a lot of people's lists, not just neutrals. It might actually give some uh, viability to running Jack and uh, NCU. I think the more generic attachments people take, the more he becomes a lot more useful. Um, but when all you have is a bunch of character attachments and you need that six, it becomes such like a long, a long bomb, you know, chance to try to get it turn after turn that you're better off just, you know, not having it. But if you have like a ton of generic attachments, you could try to snipe on a five or six with rerolls if you get the attack. Uh, it definitely becomes something that uh, you could definitely make a big impact. But, uh, but I was, was going to say, yeah, I, you, I kind of like... Oh, sorry. I was actually just going to say, what do you think, Jose? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How convenient. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say that I, I feel like uh, I'm kind of like uh, maybe like a heavily uh, Lannister Guardsman list. Like, I don't think there's a whole lot of like uh, auto-include generic attachments outside of the Guards Captain. Lieutenant. Uh, but I could, but I, but I could, oh, well, I mean, yeah, but now we have the Stormcore Lieutenant. But, I mean, outside of that, I don't think, I mean, like, there's nothing, Starks usually run named characters. Uh, Night's Watch don't really have room for a whole lot of generic ones, unless it's like a heavy conscript list, which is kind of rare. Uh, free folk just have the room to run a bunch of named ones and have no problem with it. And uh, everybody else, Targaryen and Baratheon, are kind of limited, I guess, right now. So I don't really know on them, but. Um, so my point is, is that I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could use them as like a have like a secondary list just in case. But you know, I don't know if it's something I name just because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think that there's that many generic attachments. I think he's exceptionally powerful against uh, Lannisters because a predominant list we see in Lannisters right now is Faith Militant, <laughs> and they heavily rely on their champions of the Faith to get their uh, Faith tokens before the battles begin. If you can swing it any of them before they get their fate tokens and just kill them, it's fantastic. Yeah, that that is true. I forgot about that. That, that is like a, a newer thing that's coming up to like one of the faith like the faith Lannister back like yep, since back they made right Warrior Sons baller and champions of the faith baller. Yeah. Yep. I was even thinking Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like run run them as like a set like a secondary list, you know? That would, that yeah, yeah. Like, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Still five points. <laughs> <laughs> I was even thinking uh, I haven't gotten a chance to try it out yet but what I absolutely want to try uh, next time I get some more casual games in is um, I'm just running uh, nothing but wardens with lieutenants in them because they're already super defensive with their 3-up save, 6-up morale and then if you have Renly for the healing and the morale boost uh, you don't really need a warden to, for that, you know, you're kind master of attacking warden. defense. Yeah, you don't really need that master warden for defense on top of defense. You add that uh, lieutenant in there. Now they have what eight dice uh, hitting on fours with thundering and possible vulnerable. Have, yep, and if you have uh, Florent, which you you know, if you're having this many lieutenants, you know, you could have like four lieutenants. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't take them. And then you uh, you could have, because like my list currently is uh, Renly and Wardens, two Sentinels, two Wardens with Master Wardens, and then three NCUs. So 
Like you literally just swap the two attachments in the two master wardens for lieutenants, and then those six-point sentinels could be five-point wardens with lieutenants. You could have five wardens, four of them with uh, lieutenants, one with friendly, and then uh, uh, and then you have three NCUs, one being foreign, and then you can almost guarantee the lieutenants trigger, you know, almost when every round. Yep. So yeah, for sure. Uh, so de- definitely uh, keep an eye out for, like, lieutenants being out there, uh, especially if you have a bunch of Baratheon players come to Adepticon and they don't get a lot of options before then. Uh, you will definitely, be, I think, uh, be seeing a lot of attachments with them to kind of beef up what, you know, little options they have currently. With that in mind. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Chris? What do you think? Well... I'm very sad that I can't use some of these guys in my free folks. <laughs> but that's okay because some of my NCUs and whatnot for them are pretty A OK. Pretty A OK. Magnetan, just A OK, everybody. I mean, <laughs> Steer is OK. <laughs> I wish they would have did some a little bit of buff on him, but. Oh, you mean like he can now work with range attacks? A little bit of buff? I mean, that would be cool. Or maybe like. <laughs> 2D3. Well, that is, he tank. can do that. That, is thing. <laughs> that would have been cool. He works with range attack now. So yeah. they, they sort of side buffed him. So, I mean, that was cool. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Free folk over here complaining they can't run neutrals when neutral players over here thinking, man, I can't run with anyone. <laughs> 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 I know. Uh. <laughs> Three folks think they got it bad. I got four, five, six options now, and two of them are awful. <laughs> but they look great. Well, yeah, and you have. Unless they change something, you have another awful unit on the way that rides. Yes, bloody bummer skirmishers and Zorse riders. Ooh, Zorse riders. They lose four dice after I rank everybody. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. It's almost what worse can you than do a with three dice hitting on threes or fours? It is worse than a raider. They're more expensive. <laughs> yeah, so it's worse than raiders. Aren't they like more than double? A they are more than. They're more than double there's, two raiders. Yeah, they're they're more than double one raider. Yeah. Unbelievable. And they give up a point. <laughs> but they're fast. Oh well, yeah. See, silver lining. That's no. I'm sure after they come out and, you know, they, you know, see mine get some, like, hard, like, uh, community, like, feedback from actual play testing with them. Uh, you know, I have no doubt that CMON will take it into consideration yeah. to do something about them. I think it's one of those, they're not going to change it before anyone's actually had a chance to physically buy it and test them out. Uh, well, not to mention, I think they have to be exceptionally careful with Zorse Riders, because right now, I don't think they're good at all, but they have a ridiculously powerful ability. I think the turning off tactics and orders for that unit, it's like, and they'll easily be able to hit most people in the flank. Uh, they have to really build around being careful with that. Just wait till they go in oh, yeah. the area list. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like yeah, uh, I, I... and there's and there's been plenty of units that uh, were really or were previewed that people said were going to be garbage and they come out and they weren't. Um, 
was it like the exactly scorpion bolt thrower? Mm, yeah, scorpion that thing's not thrower. garbage. That thing is really good, I think. And uh, people were saying it was garbage because it had only long range. So um, I really I think, think you know, even though even though I'm pretty confident Zorus riders are really bad, uh, you <laughs> as a company you can't uh, you can't change something before it's out and before you've actually gotten it in your hands. Oh yeah, I talk about that. Games with it. I agree. I definitely talk about that um, a bunch. I just can't wait to make my Vargo Hope list. Oh, can yeah. you not? I've tried it. It's wonderful. Yeah, well, now they have his guide, so, yeah. I also hope uh, the, the skirm, are they called skirmishers? The football They are ones? called skirmishers. Those guys. I hope, I mean, I think they're great, as is, if they were just five points. Mm. I think they'd be, I think they'd be basically cutthroats, but in a different arc. I actually saw um, a post that um, would make them possibly, like, I think I'd be fine with them being six points. If they filled the gap for no six-inch moving infantry in neutrals, if they just gave them six-inch movement, I think I would be okay with six points. I think that'd be almost justified. Yeah, just to have that, that faster unit that is, in fact, a skirmishing unit. Mm-hmm. But why would they be as fast as huge hulking berserkers with, with two very axes. big uh, cloaks? Yeah, two axes and huge cloaks. <laughs> yeah, please bring that one up. <laughs> I know you don't like it that they're faster than your bastard girls. <laughs> puppies. I love bastard girls, though. It's okay. But all right, I think uh, uh, was there anything else? Anyone else wanted to add? I just want to say thanks for having me on, guys. It was a good time, and I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, Jake. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah. Good job on beating Justin. Yeah, good job <laughs> on beating that idiot. I, I was happy with that. Revenge. I, we I don't. I feel like David needs to lose, guys. What's he never does. <laughs> no, Brett. Brett needs to lose. <laughs> Brett, you're listening? You need to lose. You can't dog on the guy that's not here. Yeah, we can't. I don't lose it's much, recorded. but I still lose. It's recorded. Brett we can talk never about loses. him. Yeah. We're gonna well, I did beat David on Saturday. I want everyone to know this. Yep, in two different games, two different games, or like two different games, two different game systems. Yep. Wow. Both were pretty bad. Yeah, boys. Gosh. Put that on a calendar. That's exciting. I know. I, mean, I partied. Te- technically, I won the second game, which was Conquest, but had we kept That's playing, I don't know. Because the store closed. We had to leave. Yeah, the store was closing. So we're like, all right, I'm up two points. Let's let's back up. I'm going. <laughs> I was melting everything, though. So... Um, so one thing, uh, I didn't really talk about this to you guys, uh, so I'm going to surprise you. Um, one thing that we used to do in the old talk show, uh, when we had a little extra time, because uh, we're right on schedule basically, uh, we're going to end the show with uh, talking about one thing you recommend that is not ice and fire related. So in my old show, it was a uh, Dragon Ball Z card game, and uh we did the show just like we are now, the radio show, and 
you know, every episode we would do just one non, you know, Dragon Ball Z card game recommendation. It could be anything. It could be another game. It can be, uh, and this is not like the pull away from Simon at all, because I mean, they're, the game is amazing. But it's just kind of this nice little. It could be a movie series. It could be anything. A book. Uh, just one thing that uh, you recommend someone to try out. What do you What do you recommend, Chris? Uh, the newest thing that's come out that I've been really into is the Marvel Crisis Protocol game. I love their minis, and I've been painting some of those up. They just came out with some of the Asgardians, which I'm a big Thor fan, so being able to paint him was awesome. And, yeah, if you haven't checked that game out. Awesome. What about uh, you, Jose? Anything at all. It could be a a movie, TV series, anything. Taco. Yeah, Taco. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Taco Tuesday. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Jesus. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I was going to say uh, I'm really into board games. So um, one of – I mean, I don't know if this is like – I think it's probably like not as hype right now, but um, I really enjoy the board game tapestry. Um, I, I think it's really fun. Uh, so if you guys are into board games, that's a good one to play. Um, it's a lot of strategy. It's, you know, you're building up a civilization from the ground up. So it's a lot of fun. So it's definitely something I recommend. Awesome. What about you, Jake? I recently just finished up The Witcher on Netflix. Love the games. And uh, the Witcher series on Netflix was phenomenal. Henry Cable did a great job of portraying Daryl Derivia. If you're not familiar with the game or the books, Watching on Netflix, you'll enjoy it. Have you not for the uh, young? Yes, yes, I have. (laughs) If you got little ones, probably not the best show for them to watch. But other than that, it is adult content, but very good. Yeah, I agree. I watched it too, and I definitely second that recommendation. What about you, Justin? Uh, I specifically love Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings by Parabellum. It's a miniature war game. Uh, I've been really trying to push the game since it came out in August. It's uh, It kind of fits into that slot that old fantasy uh, was for Warhammer, mass rank and file. Um, so obviously much bigger than this, but it's um, you know normal fantasy setting, and you have your archetypes of everybody, um, but they're really unique. <laughs> um Sorry. <laughs> um, actually, right now I'm building the Norse Raiders. They have four really cool factions. They're a very new game, but it's it's really fun and uh, alternating activations. Mm, plus, side. yeah, I could talk about mm-hmm. it for hours. So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> uh, I definitely think uh, Conquest is amazing. It definitely has a long way, but it is you know still newer, and no game you know is perfect right off the bat. Uh, but it's definitely shaping up to be a, a, yeah, except for Ice and Fire. Ice and Fire uh, was pretty solid right out the gate, but, um, but yeah, Conquest definitely uh, something to look into. Uh, as far as my recommendation, um, I'm going to recommend Tainted Grail by it's a board game by uh, Awakened Realms. Uh, definitely an amazing game. Um, Right now, it's still uh, sending out its Kickstarters to people, 
So if you can, you can't really, you've already kind of missed the boat for the Kickstarter, but once it's either retail or uh, the second wave of uh, order, or the, what's it called, to be able to make more orders if you're already a backer, opened up again, the pledge manager. Uh, so if you can find, like, a group and find someone that's near you that uh, has a pledge, uh, I have one, and, you know, you can just kind of give them the money to order another one. Uh, I would definitely check out Tainted Grail. I've been playing it. Uh, I got my first part of it, like the first main uh, box of it. Wave. Me and my wife have been playing, and it's amazing. I have never played a board game as fun as uh, Tainted Grail. Hands down, easy, best board game I've ever played. It's a cooperative game. You can play one to four players, uh, so you can play by yourself. Um, and there's only four characters. So if you play by yourself, you can play with multiple characters up to four. Uh, if you play with four people, you each get one of the characters. I mean, technically there's five, but you can't play five people because the fifth character uh, replaces one of the spots of the four characters. But definitely go check out, like, a video of it. It's amazing how in-depth the game is. Uh, it's almost like a... Oh, an RPG put into a board game in the sense that uh, it has like every location has a bunch of options you can do and then you refer to a journal the journal is like I forget how many pages it's like over a couple hundred pages and in it you go to each location and then based on what character you are based on you know your stats and other you know how much of influence or reputation you have uh, allows you to do certain things and then you basically talk through uh, you know different options kind of like if you're an RPG on a uh, on a video game where you start talking to someone you can give like multiple different answers um, but it's super in-depth uh, I think it's something crazy like 80 hours to play through the base game once and then the four, uh, three or four expansions that are coming out are also about 60 hours. And the awesome thing is it has a lot of replayability. So even after you're uh, doing everything in one playthrough is impossible. Uh, and it's very unlikely that you'll even get it two playthroughs. So it's definitely uh, worth uh, you know just going out and checking it, checking it out and seeing if it's for you. And uh, like I said see if you can find someone that already has a pledge and see if maybe you can just get in on their pledge uh, to make up for the uh, fact that the Kickstarter's already ended. But you get a lot with um, with uh, uh, pledge options that they give you. So, yeah, definitely check out Tainted Grail. And uh, so I think that kind of wraps up our show. Thank Party you all for house, tuning boys. in. What was that? It's a party at Dave's house. Yes. Yep, we're all going to play Tainted Grail with uh, four four characters. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. Um, thank you again, Jake, for coming on and, you know, uh, you know, talking Definitely. about uh, the event. Um, you know, thank you to Martin for doing all that he does. Uh, he's going to be the one running Adepticon, and that's why he's doing all these primers, not only to... Uh, you know, help himself and his program and trying to get all the details down and make sure that Adepticon goes off without a hitch. 
um, you know, he does it for all of us, and he definitely, you know, he's a very, I always say this wrong, selfless person. Is that the right way to say it? Opposite yep. of selfish? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Boom. I always get it mixed up with another word, and then it always sounds funny. So, all right. Uh, so, yeah, so definitely thank you to Martin. Um, and then thank you to Simon. I know they're trying their you know, best, and they're doing a really good job. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, the game is going to flesh out and every unit will be perfect uh, in the end. But, you know, it takes a little trial and error to get there. Um, you remember to like and share the show. Uh, you know, go on our page, uh, hit the like button there. As soon as we hit certain benchmarks, we're going to keep uh, giving out free uh, unit boxes, uh, as prizes for that, and um, uh, make sure to share it out too. Uh, that way, we can get more people uh, to listen in and know that we're here. We, you know, we're here every Tuesday, um, 8 p.m. for about an hour to hour and a half. And uh, yeah, your your support in that way helps us a ton. That's definitely the best way you can help us right now. In the future, we might uh, dive into like a, a Patreon, but we definitely want to save that as like something in the future. And then even then, it's <clears throat> excuse me, it's going to be more so, you know, not something to line our pockets, but to use as a way to give out more prizes and help you guys out more so uh again thank you guys for tuning in thank you so much for listening in and uh being here with us to you know help uh the channel grow uh this is the small council and it is dismissed peace thanks to you